Hello and welcome to Need a Go. Need a Go is a podcast meant to help you take your learning on the go. Our goal is to support administrators, tech coordinators, educators, and just anyone in their learning journey. So whether you are at home, work, the gym, or on your commute, we are glad you're joining us. Now for the latest episode of Need a Go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Need a Go. This one's kind of an exciting one. We're post NIDA Conference 2022. And as many of you know, um, we went two years without a conference. So this is super exciting to be back in person, sharing some exciting things that were takeaways and things that people enjoyed about the conference. So today uh, we have guests from Bellevue Public Schools, Emily Saley and Michelle Boyce. Um, are both teachers in Bellevue. They're also very valuable NIDA members who continuously present. This year they had some sessions on aquatic robotics, STEM challenges, and all the great things they're doing at Bellevue Public Schools. So we had an opportunity to bring them on uh, and discuss some different things about what they took away from the conference, um, some things they were excited about, maybe a little bit about the content they like to share and what they were looking for. So Michelle and Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Do you girls want to just give us a little brief intro of what you teach in Bellevue, how long you've been teaching, and then we'll kind of dig into some cool things from Nita that maybe you took away or enjoyed the most? Sure. Sure. Um, This is Emily. I teach sixth grade at Leonard Lawrence Elementary in Bellevue. This is my 15th year of teaching, um, and I've done the summer camp for about three years now with Michelle. And I've been the building tech coordinator at my building for, I don't know, six or seven years now. So, Okay. And this is Michelle Boyce. And I teach fifth grade at Fairview Elementary in Bellevue Public Schools. This is my 29th year of teaching. And don't, don't laugh at that. <laughs> uh, and I am also the Bellevue tech coordinator for my building. Again, probably the last five years for that. And I've taught STEM camp for six years and just excited to have Emily the last three. She just really brings a lot of youth, you know, to (laughs) camp. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm super glad to have you guys. Those of you that are listening, I know Michelle and Emily, I I started my teaching career in Bellevue. So it's neat to hear you say those things, the familiar schools and the camps and things like that. I've always valued what Bellevue has to offer. And so um, thank you for all you do in education. A couple things that I wanted to talk about from the NIDA conference. What are a couple things or something that you were most excited about this year when you got to come? I know, um, Emily, I think Michelle, you did too. Was it two years ago when you came? You came on spring break on your own time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, what was something that you were most excited about this year? Uh, for, for me, it was just being back in general. Uh, the two year hiatus was felt like forever. And we had actually applied to present a couple years ago and it just kind of kept getting pushed off. So I was excited to present and excited to just be there in person again, probably the most. Yeah. And I can just totally reiterate all the things that Emily just said. It was just great to see people after being isolated for so long with the pandemic. Um, It's great to just be surrounded by your colleagues again. There's so much um, collaboration and uplifting encouragement that happens um, just from the general excitement of being together, but then also the content that we learned throughout the day 
um, the two days that we were there. It just, it just inspires you to move forward. I would agree. Can I get you through the rest of the year? Give yes. you things to take away that you can implement quickly Absolutely. or, or strategize. Yes. So speaking of those implementations or takeaways, things like that, do you guys have two or three takeaways or things? I know you've probably chatted since the conference and during the conference and heard other people chat, but what are some takeaways that you both have thought um, you can bring back to Bellevue or have brought back to Bellevue? Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just kind of alternate. We probably have some of the same on our list kind of thinking about this ahead of time, but um, there was a couple of the Merrills, I believe is how you say their last name. Mm -hmm. um, they had some amazing sessions with just different tech tips and how to use Flipgrid in the classroom in ways that I hadn't even thought about. Um, and then they just talked about some different applications. One of the apps they talked about was a novel effect app um, where for especially picture books and younger children's books, as you read it aloud in class, it will put in sound effects and stuff for you. So I thought that was really neat. And even as a sixth grade teacher, I asked them, are there chapter books in there? And they said, no, it's mostly just little kid books. But I use a lot of those books to teach grammar and different reading skills just in general. So just being able to use that, even though it's technically seen as a primary type thing in a sixth grade classroom is, was kind of neat. I'll bounce it over to Michelle now. Um, I totally agree. Listening to the Merrill's talk was um, amazing. They had such great ideas and such energy. Um, being from South Florida, of course, they were amazed by Nebraska weather. And so that was also <laughs> part of it. Um, but a lot of their sessions were how to be uh, interactive with your students. And I really appreciated that. And Emily's right. Flipgrid kind of fell off the radar this last year and a half. Um, I think we've kind of gotten so bogged down with all the procedures that we have to do in the classroom to keep us here and safe. Um, I kind of forgot about the, the really fun things that we used to do and just struggled to get things accomplished that we needed to get accomplished. And so having that reminder of things like Flipgrid um, was perfect. And I'm actually implementing Flipgrid again this week. So that'll be great for the kids to kind of get back to that and for me to be using that again as a teacher. Um, and then another one, of course, is the infamous Tony Vincent. Yes, to his absolutely. Sessions. Anytime he's here, there's sometimes where he does sessions all day. I just love to pop in um, to his rooms literally all day long. But on his website, a little plug for Tony Vincent, learninginhand.com. Um, he had a bunch of different ways to use Wordle in your classroom, which is the big craze right now. So there's different spelling ones and ways to incorporate it right in with our current curriculum besides just using it as the standalone thing, but Tony Vincent, everything he said, I just, I suck it in like a sponge. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Went to a couple of his, um, sessions and one of them was called Shapeograms. And of course he uses it with Google slides. Um, but it was, I kept leaning over to Emily and going, Hey, we could do that with keynote. Hey, we could do that with pages. Hey, um, and so it was really fun to see that and then think about how you could take what he does and make it one step further by animating it and um, having the kids put it into stories that they're telling and things like that. So um, that was always really fun. And uh, I, I love Tony Vincent and just connecting with him as a human being is always inspiring. I have to like jump in real quick because I think it's interesting, the face-to-face -face piece. And one of the things I was thinking about, about being back in person is, you know, you can watch a session on Zoom or 
you know, participate in a virtual session, but you said it really well, Michelle, you're like, I was leaning over to Emily and saying, Hey, we can do this. And I think that's a really valuable piece to being face-to-face is those conversations, because you can't just lean over to somebody on zoom. You have to hit mute and make sure they can hear you and not interrupt someone. But when you're with your colleagues, you can say those things, or you can be in the hallway and say, Hey, did you see this? Like, go grab this or go to this session or, you know, airdrop this resource or something. So there's, I I really think that that's an important part of it. And I love how you two work so well together and collaborate and share ideas. And yes, two thumbs up for Tony Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another couple, Jeff and Pam Ingram did a session about using Oculus in the classroom, which I already have an Oculus personally, just because I love all that kind of stuff. But the VR world is just, there's so many possibilities, but I never thought about bringing Oculus the different games and things you can see with Oculus into a classroom. Um, Michelle and I are constantly trying to talk about like, what grants can we fill out? What do we want for STEM camp? What would we want for our own classrooms? What are the grants that are out there? Um, so our wheels were spinning as we're listening to Oculus about him talking about the Oculus and, um, you know, just going places on maps or watching different things or using different applications that apply directly to the classroom. I'm sure there's a little, uh, filtering wi-fi you know lockdown maybe a little lock <laughs> you might we might have to you know persuade some people but um man it was really cool to hear mm-hmm. that so michelle and i were already thinking about like what oh, Grant, we can, can we do for, the, for those but yeah they were they were great presenters as well i've heard um, a lot about the oculus too one of the things that sticks in my head is the tour of the anne frank house did he mention that one or he did yep. all the social studies things that you can do with it, you know, and he, he said several times it kind of was taking the place of Google expeditions, which sort of went by the wayside. Very I like sadly that one too. I was very sad about that. one. Yeah. So, so it will be neat. You know, we don't have anything that can do that at this point that is allowed through the filter. So that might be our, that might be. Our yeah. And like sixth grade, we do the ancient civilization. So what better way for them to like see the pyramids and see the different things? Cause a lot of them obviously will never get there. Or will never right. travel to some of those places. Sure. So the Coliseum and all that. And I think there's ways, you know, like to even have one Oculus, you know, I think budget gets in the way, but even to have one, and I think you can buy a Chromecast mm-hmm. and connect yeah. the Chromecast so that you can see it on a screen. That's so what I do. Have- house. <laughs> see there you go you've already solved the problem yeah she's already got it figured out gal, so i got the chromecast <clears throat> all set up yeah um you know one of the neat things that i super appreciated about nita this year was seeing all the social emotional learning um sessions that were out there and uh emily and i went to one with apple actually brent catlett kind of led it and the thing that i that I just so took away from there was the gratitude journal. Uh, In my classroom every day, we do a positive affirmation and we kind of talk about what those mean. Um, We pull lots of different things from lots of different places. Um, And having an attitude of gratitude is something we preach all the time to each other. Um, I, I was just really impressed with that. And my kids are pretty well versed in keynote. And so this was something I could put into place right away this week when I walk back, Hey, we're going to go ahead and make a uh, gratitude journal. Here's kind of how I want you to lay it out. And the kids were so pumped about doing it. And so a lot of them are using their free time to write, draw, um, pull pictures into their gratitude journal. I- I'm really excited about where this is going to go. Anyone in education knows that that is a big 
push right now, anything you can do to help kids understand where they're at with their learning, where they're at with their feelings. And, and especially with that gratitude piece. Um, I know Merv Lapas did a lot and common sense continuously does a lot with the social emotional and the digital citizenship. And it's not just those lessons now don't just have students evaluate what they would do in a situation or what they wouldn't do, but also taking it one step further further and identifying how that would make you feel if you made that choice or how would that make the other person feel if this situation happened. So it ties that back into that emotional, um, social emotional learning and where students are at when they make those decisions and then um, taking it through that different lens. So again, very good perspective there. Any other key takeaways or things that you've, um, have you taken something you've done right away or implemented already? It's only been a few days. Today's day three post Nita, I guess. That gratitude journal was a thing that I put in right away. And, you know, I think <clears throat> anybody who's in the teaching field right now can understand um, we're seeing a lot more social and emotional impact from COVID. And I think we will continue to see it as, as the children move forward and get a little older. <clears throat> I think it was something we underestimated how much it was going to affect their social emotional health. And so um, I know it was kind of a push, like it was sort of being introduced at least here in Bellevue before COVID hit. Um, but since then, it, it's just been crazy. Well, one thing I've done too is kind of gone back to some of the resources um, I think it's important for listeners that are listening or like, hey, how do I find the resources from this or how would I know if you go to nitasite.org and look up spring conference and go to the spring conference schedule link right on our website. Um, when you scroll down and look at the different sessions, there are session resources linked there for any session that had them submitted. So um, Michelle and Emily both have sessions linked there. Um, and then some of the other ones that they're referencing here also have um, content link there. Well, on behalf of Nita, Michelle, and Emily, I want to thank you for your enthusiasm, your continued support to present, your continued support um, with educators all around to share content. Um, you guys do so much. I see um, a lot of the great summer camp classroom things you're doing. I see it on Twitter, online. Still follow all my Bellevue friends. Um, in their educational journey. So thank you very much. Um, are there any last words or takeaways or advice that you have for our listeners from Nita or maybe just in education in general? I mean, if you haven't been to Nita, get there, man. It's so inspiring and it's just refreshing and it just energizes you. Um, the keynotes are amazing. John Cook killed it this year. <coughs> Absolutely. Whoever got him in there, kudos to them. <coughs> he was amazing to listen to. Um, it's just a good experience. So if you can get there, even if it's on your spring break, you should go. <laughs> and people are really nice at Nita. They'll talk to you even if you're a stranger. <laughs> well, thank you again on behalf of Nita. This was a great episode, a nice way to reflect and recharge. Again, if you're listening and you need access to resources, uh, please go to nitasite.org. Um, Again, that site can continuously be updated. So some of the session links are still coming in. Um, if you have questions about something, we have ways to contact presenters and get that information to you. So have a great rest of your school year and thank you for being uh, a continuous listener. Mm -hmm.